Welcome to the Kick-Ass Life Podcast. I'm Elle Russ, the author of two books, Confident as Fuck and The Paleothyroid Solution. And I'm Tara Garrison, a training and nutrition expert. Elle and I are empowerment coaches dedicated to helping you create a kick-ass life. So subscribe to our podcast and tune in every week where Tara and I are going to cover a variety of topics and content designed to help you raise your expectations and then meet them. To learn more about us, visit our websites, coachtaragarrison.com and lrust.com and follow us on social media. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome. So today we're going to talk about being offended and people being so offensive, right? This is such a fun topic to dive into. I think especially for Elle and I being on social media, it's such an interesting observation to see how people take things personally. So we're going to dig into that today. But before we do, we want to tell you guys, make sure that you know about two of our favorite companies in the entire paleo space, and that's Primal Kitchen. Um, guys, Primal Kitchen's offering you guys a discount, which is freaking awesome. So you guys can get um, 10% off Primal Kitchen products with the code KICKASSLIFE. So we'll put a link in the show notes um, to, to that. And also Rep Provisions, we've talked to you guys about them, but please support regenerative agriculture. I love Rep Provisions so much. They have anything from meat products. They also have high quality pork to convenience items like beef sticks and pecan nut butters and even beef broth uh, popsicles that are flavored like fruit that are amazing. So uh, make sure you guys check them out and also use our discount code KICKASSLIFE if you want 10% off from them as well. All right. You ready to dig in, L? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love this topic because I've got a lot of really great examples in real life of the conundrum of how someone could be offended by something, but someone else isn't. And yeah. it's just a, such a strange thing. Um, I also feel, you know, I love Wayne, Dr. Wayne Dyer used to talk about this, about stop looking for reasons to be offended because the same energy that's coming at you, you know what I mean? Now, someone could be offensive, right? Like there's differences. Like I could be like, Tara, you're a terrible, awful jerk, like nasty. And that's, that's like, okay, that person's yeah. being offensive. Or you right. could just have a viewpoint that I'm offended by. So it's, 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 you know, could be indirect, but either way, I think it's an important exercise to look at ways that we can be less offended because that is just ego. And also it's really, it's dropping our vibration, man. Totally. Totally. And I'm, I'm such a recovering, uh, defensive person my dad used to tell me this all the time. Like Tara, you are so defensive. And I'm like, you're so offensive, you know, like that's the perfect <laughs> thing to say when you're being defensive and being offended is you're just being offensive. Like it's total blame. And I realized what was at the root of that is I really cared what my dad thought. And I didn't want to admit that, but I really cared what he thought. I thought my dad was so smart and I wanted him to see how smart I was. And so if he said anything that bugged me and I wanted to, you know, get my point across to him and he didn't, wasn't getting it, then now I'm super mad. I need him to know how perfect I am and how smart I am and all of that. And so like, man, I've gone through the, it's, it's fascinating to watch you know, I think anybody who's on a personal development journey, it's fascinating to watch your reactions evolve over time to things, you know, because now I would say, I feel like I'm a pretty low reactive, you know, I'm pretty low on my reactions to things, but that has come through confidence in myself because now it's like, there's just a whole different dynamic. Instead of my dad saying something and I'm like, oh my gosh, no, let me, let me teach him. I need to teach him. He is wrong here. And I need to show him how right I am. 
it's more this quiet moment inside my soul where I'm like, oh, I see where he's at. Mm. Right. And it comes from this place of confidence instead. And I, maybe, maybe it's not good discretion. Maybe I see that he's coming from a place of pain on that. And that's why he's saying that I don't need to hammer him down and prove him wrong. It's like, I have that self-confidence within myself that I can say, oh, I see where they're at. And that's, I think where we're going to try to get to through the course of this, this podcast today is like, how do we go from, I need to hammer it down and show them they're wrong to compassion and noted and seeing where they're at. Right. And I really like this Mark Twain quote I heard one time about forgiveness. Cause that's kind of what that is in that moment. When you're like, okay, I see where he's at. You're forgiving the infraction or the thing you might've been offended by five years ago. And you're, you're putting understanding and compassion on it. But this right. quote was something like, um, gosh, I have it here because it was so good. Oh, yeah. Forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that has crushed it. Mm. It's, it's good stuff. Beautiful. Um, yeah. I, I have so many examples of this, um, and I want to give some, some concrete ones. There, well, you know, we have the general ones, like someone getting offended by political stuff or whatever. So uh, I'll give a couple examples. Um, I've been writing sketch comedy and comedy for years, and I used to perform it all the time. So I've done over like 150 live shows. I, uh, so I had a, there's a gay guy in my group who was a co-comedy writer, and he wrote a sketch that was joking around about like, I think it's kind of common knowledge that gay men at least are very open with each other. You know, it's, it, they don't get offended. It's like, hey, you want to you wanna hook up later? Or hey, can I have your phone number? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's no one gets offended by this kind of direct communication. It's kind of mm-hmm. amazing. And mm-hmm. anyway, so he wrote a sketch because some of his straight friends were amazed at like how, 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 how easy yeah. they're like, they can't just walk up to girls and be like, hey, can I have your number? You know, when, right. when no gay guy would be offended maybe by that. So he wrote a sketch about it where he brings a guy to like a, a gay bar to go here, let me show you. Anyway, the sketch was pretty funny. I didn't find it offensive, but my straight friend, who was a female, who was in the audience afterwards, said, you know, I think that sketch was really offensive towards gay people. And I said, well, then maybe you should go backstage and talk to the gay guy who wrote it. Who's right? No one's right or wrong here, but very interesting, right? Now, the same could go for any group of people. There could be a black person that thinks something's offensive when another doesn't, right? So we all have our own interpretations. But I just think it's really interesting when that happens. I had another friend as well at this comedy theater named Matt, and he uh, had once wanted to be a priest. And he went through the whole uh, process of it and realized, okay, at the end of the day, he didn't want to be a priest. He just loves Jesus, loves his religion, and he loves talking about it. He loves the discussion. So he still goes to church every Sunday. He's very, very religious, and he loves talking to his pastor, and they love getting into all these like theological discussions. And um, so he had a bunch of Jesus T-shirts that he would wear. And they were like pretty funny, like jokey Jesus T-shirts or whatever. You know, one of them had like Jesus popping up behind a couch. And it was like, oh, my God, he was behind the couch the whole time. Or, you know, just kind of goofy stuff. And so we always used to joke around about it. And one time at our theater, he said, I have a really great idea for a Jesus T-shirt. And uh, it was the idea was that it was Jesus nailed on the cross on the T-shirt. And the caption was, nailed it. Okay, now. Wow, because this is a very religious guy who loves Jesus and respects him. Yet, wow. when I was telling someone this, I was actually talking to someone. Uh, it was like a online dating thing. This was years ago, and I, was, I don't know how we got in a discussion on the phone, but I mentioned this story, mm-hmm. and he was so offended. He was like, oh, my God, I don't know what Jesus would say about that. 
<laughs> and my response was like, you know what? I don't know. In my studying of Jesus, I think Jesus would laugh his motherfucking ass off because that's the kind of player he is. I really do believe that he would laugh. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? Like, here's this guy mm-hmm. who goes to church every Sunday, super religious, and yet this other guy who actually isn't as into his religion is so offended by this. It's just yeah. very fascinating to me. And I think that comes in like not being able to take a joke. It's a joke. And, you know, being a comedian, it's tough for me to be offended easily because right. I have a sixth sense of humor too. And I realize that there's context. You know, George Carlin is one of my favorite comedians. He's dead now. But he used to always say, hey, you can joke about anything. It's the context. It's the way in which you say a thing, right? And that can be the determining factor between whether I'm offended by something you said, the way that you said it, or was it what you said because if something's in a patronizing tone someone might take offense to it and if not the other so i just think these are really important things to look at and i thought those two situations were very interesting because i was like i don't see i don't see but i get it i just i'm not personally offended and it's interesting that someone would take on the offense of a group they're not a part of too that's what i was thinking when you were saying this i'm like this is such an interesting concept why do we take offense on behalf of someone else Right. Like, well, I'm not Jewish or I'm not Native American, but that I would be so offended. And it's like, I don't know, like maybe the Native American person hears that and they like chuckle to themselves because they can take a joke or I don't know, you know, maybe somebody's making a joke. on. I've had people make jokes about blondes and I'm like, OK, that's pretty funny, you know, and I just laugh like, but maybe, you know, why is my friend who's a brunette be like, oh, my gosh, that's so so offensive. And it's like, this is, this is actually a pattern that's really worth looking at in ourselves because what it signifies is that you're taking things on that aren't your own. You are taking things on that aren't your own. And we can get lost in that crap, right? Like, okay, Black Lives Matter is a great example of this. Like I got messages. I, I was totally in support of, you know, when I, when I saw what happened, of course, I'm like, I'm talking to my kids about it. I'm teaching them. We're, you know, just appalled. I'm like angry. I went through all the emotions and I'm getting messages like, why aren't you using your platform to support this more and stuff like that? And I'm like, dude, I'm, I honestly, like, this is really fascinating that you, I, I was fascinated. Someone's offended by-, by your lack of engagement. Yeah. And I was like, I just am going intuitively off what feels right for me. Like, I, you know, when I, when something comes up, I post it. I'm not going to be like, okay, um, because so-and-so wants me to do this. Now I have to start acting that way. And I think that's honestly a lot of this taking on offense for, in behalf of other people is social programming, right? Like, and, and, you it, and it begins more of it. That. So if you got to train yourself out of it, because you are going to find more and more reasons and you're going to be heightened to that. Now, one of the biggest examples we see are the people that are always like ready to jump on a Twitter thing and be like, oh, that's BS or da 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 da. I mean, those are people that are offended easily and looking for reasons to be offended. Um, I... We actually do this, Elle. We actually do this as a, I was listening, I'm listening right now to Joe Dispenza's Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. One of my favorite books. Everyone should read that. It's so good. It's so good. And he's talking about how, like, when we are at a total peace state, when we are in complete peace, it's, it's boring, right? So we are always looking for something to entertain ourselves with. And I think a lot of people have found a very easy, low level, easy way to entertain your mind is to find things to be offended by, right? But what if, what if you could let that go? What if you could stop trolling Facebook for, you know, cause I know people do this. I know like my ex-husband like openly admits it. He's like, yeah, I, I like it. I do it for sport. It's fun. He's just scrolling through Facebook, looking for somebody to like fight with, you know, to entertain himself with and but what if what if you could stop doing that like what else would you fill that hole with now you're bored you're not looking for any triggers you're not looking for anyone to offend you 
uh-oh, now what? Maybe you're going to start creating the life of your dreams. Maybe you're going to start filling that with positive things that actually bring more abundance into your life instead of just this emotional roller coaster that leads to nowhere. It leads to nowhere, right? So it's it, there is an, there's an entertainment factor and it can be addicting. It really yeah, it's like water cooler gossip talk or gossiping or mm-hmm. things like that. Um, you know, I uh, it's so interesting. So we have a, uh, you know, we have a rough political landscape right now in the U.S. And, you know, politics, religion, sexuality, those are the top ones that people are up in arms about. And um, it's interesting because I am looking at it from a different perspective and I find a lot of humor in it, even though it might be dark humor, where someone else I talk to is like enraged, can't yeah. handle it. They are right. like so angry. Their stress levels, you <laughs> just feel the cortisol. And I'm like, why can't you just stun a step back and see it in a bigger, uh-huh. different picture? And it's just kind of interesting that the society we're in now because I feel like, especially with comedy too, it's like, oh my God, you know, some comedian will come out and it's like, that's too soon. That's not wrong. And I'm a big fan of too soon. I don't feel like I, when it comes to jokes, I'm open. And a lot of people right. aren't. They find so much offense. Uh, they take so much offense to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one time I was driving uh, out of a supermarket and some crazy homeless guy, like you could just tell, it was just the guy was mentally not right. And he just like, I, I was just driving and I'm like waiting to pull out and the guy yelled bitch really loud at me and I remember being like kind of shaken and internalized everything. I'm like yeah. and I thought what the what do I like he's crazy right he's crazy right and you're what, gonna get why, all why am I suddenly feeling so offended he's right. crazy now why wouldn't so so that's someone you go oh well I don't care what their opinion is so it's different if someone else were to say it but you know what if you called me the same thing I might be hurt by it you know and I, I certainly might have, have a feeling of being offended but at the end of the day the work is to try to get out of that feeling as soon as you can you and know what to I mean? marvel at it to marvel at it like if I was like oh you're a bitch you know like I think your your processing at least for me my processing would be like first I'd be like whoa like Okay, hold on. (laughs) What's going on with her? And is there any truth in that? Let me, let me think this through for a second. Let me allow the doors to open. Am I being a bit or, you know, and then I'd be like, Oh wow, I kind of am. And then there could be some growth. Or if I'm like, no, for real, I'm not. I'm like, Hey, you know, maybe she's going through some hormone stuff. And like, you can let it roll instead of just like, I can't believe I'm never doing this with you again. You know, it's just like, let's marvel at the situation instead of emotionally reacting to the situation that you reminded me, Elle, I have to tell this story. I love Austin, Texas so much. Like Austin is my, I left my heart in Austin. If I, if my kid's dad didn't live in Utah, like I would be definitely living in Austin, Texas right now. I love it so much. And I'm like, here I am. I always talk about how much I love Austin. Austin. And it's this like, you know, beautiful convergence of Southern old school with new age hippie and health minded and all this. Okay. I'm going for a run and I'm running across the bridge over Ladybird Lake. And I'm like, you know, I've got my sports bra, my shorts on and everybody's all active out there. And this old man from across the bridge yells, did you forget your shirt? You whore. <laughs> and I, I love it. It took me so off. Um, this is the best part, L. I was like, no. <laughs> I answered it. I, I, I said no. And no. Then I turned yeah. around and I looked at, there was a guy behind me and he just like shrugs his shoulders. Like, like I have no idea. That was so weird. And that's, it is. And one that of those guy moments. is sitting on that bench waiting and looking and that's his daily deal. Exactly. He's just, he's doing it for fun. Probably he is doing it for fun. It's entertainment for him, you know? And so that's where it comes into boundaries, basically emotional boundaries for myself. Am I going to choose to be like, 
wow, maybe I shouldn't run with in a sports bra when it's 90 something degrees outside and humid. Also. Maybe I, wow, am I, you know, I could choose to go there or I could just use be like, yeah, I mean, this is a, probably a homeless man. I, I He kind of looked like it. You know, he probably might have some emotional issues. And that's where our emotional boundaries come into play. It's just like social media, right? Like I love, I actually love social media for so many reasons because it's such an opportunity for growth. So when I see somebody that has a totally different opinion, like let's say for example, I d- I'm not political. I don't really have strong opinions about politics at all. I like to just kind of sit back and marvel at things. And I'm offended I, by that. <laughs> I, I feel like I des- just, I just feel like I don't have enough information to have an opinion. I'm like, dude, if I actually knew Trump and I knew people who were high up in DC, then I might have some opinions. I don't. And I'm just like going off stuff that's coming on TV. I just don't feel like I have enough information to really have a strong opinion here. Um, so, but you know, for example, somebody that I'm friends with, like he was posting all this stuff. He's a super Trump supporter. And I was like, Oh, like, Oh, oh okay. Like uh, noted. It was more like noted that's- mental note to self. I, um, Great. that's how he is. Okay. And like that person hates Trump, like noted, you know, instead of, Oh my gosh, can you believe he supports Trump? Oh my God. Okay, like who cares? What's it to you? Just noted. I think noted, is a good- and it might make it might inform a decision either way. It doesn't matter what political party. It might inform a decision on what you think of that person's character or their beliefs or whatever, and whether they're aligned yeah. with yours. That's all. It's just like okay, just noted. I'm probably not going <laughs> to get along with this person on certain levels, and that's right. okay. I don't need to defend it or be offended by it or comment on any of this stuff. And uh, you know, I, it, it's interesting. I had a. I'm going to admit, I, I got offended. I was a little bit offended. Uh, uh, by uh, by Salt Lake City, by your state. So when I was there, uh, I was shocked that I think part of me, so this is interesting. The laws about, I'm not a drinker, but you guys have yeah. all of these crazy things crazy about drinking. Laws. You can't go to a bar and just sit down and get drinks. You have to order food. It's this whole dance. And it's kind of, it's kind of it, like, uh-huh. I've learned it's a little underhanded. Like you, you, you know, they'll, they'll be like, are you going to order food? Like you, it's a game we're playing. It's like when I used to work at a head right. shop and sell bongs and stuff and a cop would come in and they'd be like, oh, that's a great bong. And we would be like, it's a water pipe. It's like, yeah. okay, right. Jesus, right? Oh my God, right. we're all in the same thing. So I remember being there and I, even though I'm not a drinker, <laughs> I felt like how dare a religion take over a state? <laughs> how dare? This is so infringing on my, like, I still don't believe in blue laws and things like that in certain Mm -hmm. states where, like, you can't buy alcohol on Sunday. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, because to me, that's religion imposed on the state, in which I I do believe in separation. Now, here's the interesting. So, I mean, I was not, like, personally, you know, but I did have a minute of, like, what the hell? Like, this is so, I felt like my freedoms were limited, right? Yet someone in Utah, maybe even yourself, might be. Uh, offended by the idea of having to wear a mask. Right. You know, and feeling like, so like someone I read the other day, someone was like, you know, when a a business says no shoot, no no shirt, no shoes, no service, nobody is up in arms about like, you're violating my right to walk around barefoot. But when someone's like, hey, don't come in the store without wearing a mask, you got all these quote Karens, that whole conundrum of uh, that whole theme being like, hey, that's, so it's interesting. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. it's good to see where are you contradicting yourself maybe on the things you're offended by. We are often and hypocritical about some of these things. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Um, and 
Uh, then that's just like a simple one, you know, like I wasn't like personally, but you know, if I was a drinker, actually, I would have been so offended by Salt Lake City because I'd be like, yeah. what the hell? Why are you dictating when I drink everywhere else in the country? No one can do this. And then I got to a higher level of like, how did a whole state get wrecked? You know, and then here right. I am like in some, you know, theoretical, it just, you know, and so I had to just get over myself real quick, but whatever, that's the way it is here. It's just the way right. it is. I think you hit on something so huge there. And I think that's when, when we get offended, there's something inside of us that feels like our rights or our freedom are being taken away that right. we can't be, we can't express ourselves, you know? And I think that's why even on, even in commentary where somebody's like, Hey Tara, Trump is the best president ever. You know, let's say I was a huge anti-Trump person. If I reacted to that, I'd be like, Ooh, for something in me feels like their opinion is going to take away my right to have my opinion. Right. right. But, and so for you, that experience exemplifies to me that you're like, well, hold on, hold on. I feel very strongly that I have freedom to choose for myself. And you're, you're now taking that from me. That's where I feel like this offensive thing comes. But the is truth that is that I have a choice. Do I want to live in Salt Lake or be there or not? Do you want to be around right. this person or not? Do you want to subject yourself to this information or not? So when someone's offended by your Instagram profile or mine or whatever, don't freaking pay attention to me then. Right. It's, it's starting to, it's, it's navigating the situation, right? Like I heard the most amazing, amazing three hour long talk from this woman who was a Holocaust survivor in a concentration camp and talked about how her mom completely thrived in that situation where all of her freedoms were taken away, but not really because she mentally chose strength on the inside It's like, okay, how do I navigate this situation in a way that brings me personal empowerment and truth? So she became like this little leader inside of this concentration camp where she was like, no, this is how we show up here. This is how we do this. Right. And so even in those situations, and I'd say, you know, that is a trigger for me too. When I'm like, I feel like my freedoms are being stomped on or taken away. I'm like, uh, uh, like you don't get to, <laughs> right. Yeah. That is definitely a, an area that gets to me, but it's like, okay, hold on a second. How do I navigate this situation that I find myself in, in the way that makes the most sense to bring the most peace to my life. Right. Like, for example, the mask thing, for sure. I, I fully admit, like I'm, I'm not on board with that game, but when I walk into my gym, is there a person making probably barely over minimum wage that requires me? This is how it works in my gym. You have to wear a mask when you walk in. And then once you walk past the station, then you're done. Then you don't have to wear it anymore. Which and makes it feels, no much, no sense whatsoever. No sense. It's, yeah. There's no one at the front desk except the person who's behind a shield. And then, you know, once you get around other humans, you don't have to wear it. So to me, it's like, okay, yes, this definitely doesn't make sense. So at first, yeah, I was bugged by it. I'm like, oh my, I'm muttering stuff. I'm pulling it off my face. I'm like, it's so freaking stupid. <laughs> or kidding me, you know, like, totally. and Eventually, though, I was just like, you know what? Okay, what are you going to do? Are, are you going to go talk to the governor or, you know, are you going to make a an action here? That's the or? other thing, right? I want to. Okay, so that's the pinpoint. If you're not ready to take action about something. So let's say you're so offended by people texting and driving or whatever, right? You could be up in arms, yeah. shoot them looks, give them the middle finger. But are you going to be calling your congressman? Are you doing something yeah. about it to change it? You might want to take a look at that. And if not, settle down. <laughs> Exactly. So I was like, you know what? I'm not, this is not my battle. I'm not doing anything about it. So just get over it. So just wear your freaking mask, walk in. And now I have peace again. Right. So, um, someone was, uh, someone was offended by, um, well, I just think that, so, so someone was offended by the, the title of my book, confident as fuck. A couple people were. Some people were like, I can't interview you about that book because my audience, I had had someone email me. This was a great one. This was like my favorite one. I had someone email me when it first came out and they just said, 
you know, I think the title of your book is sexualizing our youth. We have enough of that. I can't believe you use that word. It's really, and then they said, you should look into Masuro Emoto's work on water and how vibration affects da-da-da-da and words matter and all this kind of stuff. And here's the funny part, Tara. I actually quote Masuro's Japanese study on water in my book, but they clearly oh. didn't read it. So they totally judged a book by its cover. And it was great because <laughs> normally I wouldn't respond to that, but I responded back and I said, first of all, it's funny you mentioned that guy because I talk about it in my book. So you just judged a book by its cover. Clearly, you haven't read it, number one. Number two, it's just a word. I said, mm -hmm. I think it says more about you and that your need to chastise me over a book you haven't read based on a word says more about you than it says about me. Well, and for my impression of the title of your book was that it was very strategic and very, and had a very powerful message. And that was, I'm not afraid to say this like that. It, it's, it's sending the message of confidence to the point that I choose how I speak in the face of everyone else saying, you're not allowed to say that I choose this. Right. And yeah. especially coming from a woman, I found that very, and a very intelligent book title. So that was my impression of it. But let's talk about someone because, else is offended. Yeah. Right. Cause I, so I grew up not cussing, right? Like ever. Cause I was, I was Mormon, right? Like, and here's the thing that I've learned about it is that when someone would cuss because I had this little moment of being offended that would come in, I missed what they were saying. That little moment of being offended by this word, I didn't, I, it's like everything else went blind and I'm like, oh my gosh, they just said the F word. Like, ugh, like, I don't like it when they say the F word. I, maybe I should talk to them about how the fact that I don't like them when they say the <laughs> F word and I'm, I'm not even listening anymore. I missed it because I was offended by some, by, by that. Right. So being offended also, it completely cuts off connection because you can't actually like get past that little moment of offense and say like, where is this person really at? You know, if for me, like I, one thing I was thinking about in preparation for this was our kids and like bullying and, and we teach, we teach kids not to be offensive. Like don't ever say someone's fat. Oh my gosh. Like don't ever say the color of someone's skin. Like don't say they have a big nose. Like don't, 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 <laughs> don't, don't be offensive. Oh my gosh. Don't be offensive. But we don't teach the kid, our kids how to, handle it when someone is quote unquote offensive to them. And this is a huge disservice. You know, yep. when my, you know, some, every once in a while they'll come home with a victim story of somebody said this about me, like, because I'm not Mormon and we live in a very Mormon state. Right. Or somebody said this about some, you know, something. And I'm my immediate response as a mom is how do I help them navigate a situation like this? I'm like, so why, what, what do you think, what do you think was going on with them that they would say something like that? Where do you think they're coming from? well, okay, they're, they're Mormon. And like that, that's how they see like, yeah, like that's how their parents taught them. And you know, like that's where they're coming from. But it's that resiliency that comes when you can, instead of being offended, you can step into the shoes of the other person and say like, where were they coming from there? Now, all of a sudden you don't have to feel threatened by it. It's, it's really truly about them. And this brings me to the, another point I really wanted to make is like, if you find yourself being offended, every time I find myself being offended or hurt, hurt is a code word for offended. So you feel hurt by someone that the mantra I repeat over and over is don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you from Juan Miguel Ruiz in the four agreements. And I mean, this has helped me through breakups. This has helped me through um, family relationships, kids saying stuff, you know, 
nothing others do is because of you. And at first I didn't like that. I didn't like that mantra. Cause I was like, no, this is taking away personal responsibility. Like I did, I did do that. Like it, it, it is my fault. It is about me. And it's like, mm. if you can just push through that and accept that nothing others do is because of you, this is when you can start to marvel at things. Like maybe, maybe your boss called you lazy. You know, maybe your boss was like, you're being lazy. You're not doing anything I say. Now, if you go into nothing others do is because of you, it's, it's not that you're removing personal responsibility and saying like, oh, like he just thinks I'm lazy and I don't have to change anything. No, but there is this little finesse moment of like, why did he say such a strong word like call me lazy? What's going on with him? Oh, maybe it's freaking COVID and he's scared to death that he's going to lose his business. And like we just had to furlough 12 people and he's stressed out. So maybe instead of being offended and coming at him with all this anger, I can go into a moment of peace and say like, okay, he needs some compassion right now. And how can I show up differently? Right? So instead of it, removing personal responsibility, actually, in my opinion, can increase personal responsibility because you're, you're able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and come at it a place of like, okay, how can I, how can I, how can I help here? How can I help this situation instead of just fighting? That yeah, and if that person, if that boss had been, so what that is too, is it's really being offended by a word versus the concept. And you have to take a minute to think about the concept. Right. Like, am, like, like, okay, lazy. He could have said, hey, you know what? I really need people to be all in and work way harder, I think, and more attentive and focused than they are now. Like, I'd like you to right. be, that might have landed better. Okay. Right. But still, if the word was used, you're offended by the word lazy. It could trigger something. Maybe your parents always called you a lazy brat growing up, whatever it is, right? right. It goes back right. to the trigger episode. But right. in that moment, you can go, well, well what does lazy mean? Forget the, right. the charge of it. And is there any truth to that? Right? Like, right. and also, too, taking the other, you know, it's funny about words. So the C word, because I can't even say it, right? Yeah. C yeah, word. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Four <laughs> letters. Like, so when it's so bad, you can't even say the word, like N word, <laughs> C word. Okay. So yeah. the C word is not appropriate technically in our, like, that's something people are like, oh my God, that is not so in the harsh. US anyway. In the US. Right. But they throw that word around in Australia like it's nobody's business. Yep. They put it on posters and yep. shit these people call each other c words every five seconds totally. because no so here's the other thing too so back in san francisco when he used to work then this is goes back to ethnocentrism and judging other people's cultures because honestly we can get offended by that so one of the i used to get offended because years ago when i lived in san francisco 20 years ago huge asian population a lot of them you know very like didn't speak english you know, straight kind of straight off the boat in a way and you'd be at the market and you would be like in front of the green beans at the store and an old Asian man or woman would just literally push you, physically push you aside and just start digging in the green beans. And you look at them like, that is so rude. And they look at you like, what? Because in their culture, it's not rude. Right. Because in their culture, it isn't. That doesn't mean I like it. Doesn't mean I have to do business with these people. But that's how. So here I am. So offend. How rude are you? To do right. that, how dare you put? I had one guy. I was sitting on on the train in San Francisco, and an old and I would have given up my seat. Absolutely, given up my seat for an elderly person. This guy, this old Asian guy, just comes up to me, literally, just takes me out of my seat and sits down. I was oh like, what the fuck? I was like, how dare you? I was like so incensed. <laughs> but again, like in their culture, nobody blinks an eye at that. Nobody blinks an eye wow. at that. Now, so sometimes it's interesting. We have to look at other other cultures. Um, yeah, there's certain cultures point. that don't have the same type of business uh, ethics that we do. For example, like no. in the U.S., we take in general we take breach of contract seriously. Like if you sign a contract and you don't 
you know, go with it. We look at that like bad business. You would get a right. bad reputation if you keep bailing on all your promises. But in other cultures, that's not the case. If they find something better, they'll run to it and ditch you. And so you sit there being constantly offended by this happening all the time, but it's a mm. cultural thing. Doesn't wow. mean you have to agree with it. Doesn't mean you have to like it. But it's something to think about because that's ethnocentricity. That's where we, again, are judging another's culture. To them, it's not rude. To them, wow. it's not lame. That's just how they do it. And that is why sometimes there are conflicts with, you know, getting together with people of other cultures because they have a different foundation. It's, it's not a part of their society. And so we're judging it from our lens. Right. You know? I love this topic. You know, like uh, my ex-husband was um, Samoan, half Samoan. His dad was from Samoa, you know. And so there were certain traits that his his dad had that we just thought it was just him. Like he's just like and then we would, you know, be around all his brothers and family. It's like, oh, like culturally, this is how it rolls. Got it. You know, and and you're you're so right. Um, I, I, I took a really high level nutrition course from a guy one time and he kept using the C word. And I was so offended. I was like, this guy is like this misogynistic, like a-hole, like he has no respect for women, like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, and then I learned, I just didn't know. I had never been exposed to that before. So how, it's like the joke is on us. How funny is it that just because of our own ignorance, we're sitting there being offended when it's it's completely on us, you know? And I think we've all had that. I love this point about cultural cultural things. I'd say, you know, if you're like in an inter, intercultural marriage, maybe perhaps, like go to their home country. I bet you will like have so much compassion, so much understanding. It's kind of like when you're dating someone or married to someone and you meet their home family. You're like, oh, that's why I get it. Like, this is how it rolls in your family. <laughs> like, got it. You know, so I think having some context can really decrease the amount of offense that we take to the things that other people do. Yeah, Love and on the, the difference, so I have a friend who moved to Australia. And while being there, they're just like, oh, my God, what's this? Like, how, you know, they're they're like finding not finding reason to be offended but there's some things that have a have like hit them in the wrong way one was they sent me a sign from like a hiking trail so australia is very uh let's protect you we we want to help you there which seems great but so the sign before the hike was like here are the rules and one of them was like we will give you a two-way radio T time this we will give you a bottle of water make sure we're gonna and 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 my friend was like what is this babysitting it's like a nanny she was like this is uh. like a nanny society right like that would never yeah. fly if you if I, I saw that i was like where's the personal responsibility there right like you're yeah. on a hike you're on your own good luck right i mean right. i don't know that i feel it would be our our government's responsibility to provide you with water a two-way radio a freaking <laughs> right. map it's like don't go on the freaking woods then if you're not prepared i mean that's just like how <laughs> i feel about it but their right. culture is totally different they're wow. kind of coddled and nanny that way but from, from an outsider's perspective you know my friend from the u.s she's just like what what is going on this is this is taking away personal responsibility and she had to find reasons she had to just like oh wow i'm getting like personally offended by the way right. Australia as a society is handling like their message. But you know what? That's their society. There's certain things that are acceptable uh, places than elsewhere. And so I think um, also too, I think uh, as a culture, we've kind of glamorized this emotional state of being offended to some degree because people get yeah. a lot of tension for it. 
Totally. Um, and it kind of um, makes you smart in a way. It's like, I'm smart because I know that that's like so inappropriate to say something like that. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm so politically aware. I'm so cultured. I'm so educated. So it's it's almost like this weird status move to be offended by that. Like, can you believe that she said that? I'm so emotionally evolved. Like I'm so, <laughs> I have such good social skills that like, can you believe she would say like something like that in front of so-and-so, right? It's like this weird uh, intellectual play, but really it just makes you look small. Like I I don't know anybody who I respect and admire that talks like that, that would, that finds judgment in other people and, and sits there and, and is offended by what they say. It sh- reflects a certain amount of insecurity. You know, I just interviewed Rob Wolf. I love him. I respect him love so Rob. much. I don't see Rob being like, can you believe like what else said on a podcast? He wouldn't, ne- it's just it's not in his psyche. It's not how he's got so much going for himself, you know, and that's, that's kind of how I, Rob's I a very sensation. confident, direct communicator who is really good with who he is. He's exudes yeah. a lot of confidence and he and Mark Sisson are very similar that way. They're very straight right. shooters. They're confident right. and they are really not easily offended or don't find reasons to be offended often. And it's, very rare that Rob, I can't Rob, I can't not imagine Rob getting rattled. You know, actually, Mark Sisson's wife, Carrie, is probably the ultimate in that. I've never, in all the years I've known her, and, and all of her friends would say the same thing, she rarely ever gets offended. But you know what? She does deep spiritual work, man. She's at Byron Katie Workshop. She's doing this. She's fine. She's constantly in that game. And I can see why. Because she's tuned herself into a vibration of, is that really important for me to get offended by? And so most right. things just roll right off her back. It's really amazing to see because other people around her be like, oh, my God. And she's just like, whatever. And it's interesting right. because she's at peace a lot because of that attitude. Um the I had a, a judging thing. This is interesting because this does go into judging, being offended. Um, mm-hmm. I was in Hawaii years ago with a friend of mine and um, girlfriend, and we were driving around and stuff. And we had a couple. We have a friend. We had mutual friends who were a couple, and they are they're obese. And um, as a result, they're they're not really into exercise clearly. And they went to Maui on their honeymoon, and all they did like a lot of people, is go from their hotel to the restaurant and back. They didn't see any of the sites. They didn't do any of the things I would have done. They didn't go on hikes. They didn't do the drive to Hana. Like, they didn't do all of the amazing things that I would say, you wasted your trip, right? But she was just, like, so annoyed and, like, judging this whole thing. And I said to her at the time, I go, hold on a minute. We're driving around here judging how someone else chooses to spend their vacation. True. You know, mm-hmm. who knows if they even would like what we or if it would expand their mind. Do I think right. that they would have a better trip if they did these five other things? Yeah, I kind of do. But who cares? That's what they want to do. They want to totally. just sit there and drink and go to it. Then that's their True. idea of a vacation. But here she was so like, how stupid of them. And they're insane. You know what I mean? And right. I literally had to say, hey, man, we got to get out of this vibe because we're we're judging how other people are doing their vacation. There's always going to be those people. We see them everywhere. People aren't going right. to do the same thing. You the, enjoy the same stuff you 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 want to enjoy. You know, um, I had something happen to me not too long ago, and this will spark you as a podcaster, and it did to some of my friends. I was initially offended, and then I went ah, just information. I am very like I, I have certain people I like, like you and other podcasters, and you know this. If I really like someone, I'll say, "Hey, I, I think you might enjoy interviewing this person." Yeah. And you know, do you want me to introduce them? And of course, I do that with other podcasters. And so uh, I had done that with a podcaster, and they said, "Oh, I'm already interviewing them. Thanks." Yeah. And I said, "Okay, cool." And then they said, "Well, when's your episode coming out?" And I was like, "This Monday." And they wrote me a DM that really took me back. They were like, hey, 
Can you send me the audio of your interview before you release yours so that I can it so that I can like see what you asked and it'll help me form my 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 questions. And I was like, so you want to do, do your own fucking homework? What? <laughs> like what? Like I was so offended. Like I would never ask another podcaster before you release your episode. Can you send me the stuff? Yeah. Like and here's what I think I was more offended by or I was more upset by. When it came down to it, I was actually more like uh, about the fact that they were so clueless to have even admitted and said this thing. Sometimes I'm more offended by that than the thing. Like someone will do a dumb post and I'm more offended by the fact that they were so stupid and didn't know better than I am about what they said. Do you know what I mean? And so that's kind of interesting. But this person, I mean, that was so like a couple of people were like, what? Like how... How weird, wouldn't that be weird if I called you and was like, hey, Tara, I know you have that episode with Rob Wolf coming out Monday. Yeah, it'd be can weird. You, can you send it to me though so that I can see what you said or didn't? That is, by the way, and also just like, I just lost respect for that person as a podcaster. Like, really? Yeah. It's okay. It's one thing to listen. If you want to do intel and listen to all my stuff to get a thing, but it's another to like admit it and ask me to send you an audio file to like cheat your way into a, what, a better interview. And that just shows me they're either kind of competitive or they're just not doing their job or they're they're insecure about their podcasting yeah. abilities or whatever it is. But at first I was like, how dare you ask me to? And then I didn't say anything, but I was thinking that. And then I thought, no, that's just information. That just tells me a lot about that person. Right. That's okay. Right. I'm disappointed. I'm a little disappointed. But right. now that informs my decision about them and mental note to self. Moving forward, I have this information. Yeah, I think, you know, what kind of came to my mind there is I was like, I wonder why Elle was so triggered by that. And I really think that part of it is that you really want the best for people. Like you are so good about that. Like you really want to help, help other people rise up to another level. And I think what probably really triggered you there is you were like, ah, oh, like that is not going to help you in your pursuit of greatness. So I think it was that, like that, yeah. that disappointing moment of like, ah, oh, like what no. a weak ass request, like so weak, you know, like yeah. man up or whatever. So, uh, right. but again, that happened to me and I had a moment of being like, how dare the nerve. And then I was like, well, hold on a minute. It's just, it's, you know, it is, it just kind of shows me like I think that person's kind of lame for that they're kind of dumb for that okay and that informs my decision and you know all right so and also a little bit of a flattery too like all right you think I'm such a good podcaster that you want to hear what I had to ask and say before you even did yours you know I just thought the request was lame I don't think any podcaster would want to do that I'm not going to give you an audio of something hasn't been released yet so do your own homework right but again that just informs me about them and so it went from a minute of being offended to going Ah, that's just information. And yeah. um, now I know. And okay, you know, uh, I want to say this too. I like when people are highly offended, like they have their own ideas of how people should respond to them, how people should act to them in certain situations, mm-hmm. how people should react. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And if that mm-hmm. doesn't happen, then they feel slighted. Do you know what I mean? So it's right. about an expectation false expectation thing. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I just like, I'm like writing the word should. Oh, you're saying this. Cause like <laughs> that's, you know, for me, um, I think another thing I've observed in myself is that when I feel offended by somebody, one is I have an expectation on them. And two is I'm making a lot of assumptions. There's just like, it, and so check yourself. Like when you're offended by somebody, like do a little assumption check. Like how many things am I assuming right now? You know, um, for me, I went to like a, a training and I was, I was struggling with the guy that was, that was teaching the training. I was, I was messaging you about it. I'm like, I'm really struggling. I don't know if I'm going to go back. And you know what? I was making so many assumptions and judgments about this guy that as the training went on, I was like, 
ooh, humble pie. I was wrong. Like I was judging him about this. I thought he was like this, you know, and it's for me, it was, he was reminding me of someone else I knew. And so because he looked like you him, lumped him into one. Yeah. Uh-huh, and act, I didn't even have this consciously in my brain. I didn't even aware. I wasn't aware of it, but he reminded me so much of this other guy that I had had a really bad experience with that. Like subconsciously I was judging him the entire time. Like, Oh yeah, I know you, I got your number. I see how you operate. You're doing this and this and this. I'm making all these assumptions. And so then I'm getting offended to the point that I almost didn't go back. And it ended up being like life changing for me. I messaged you. I'm like, it was actually awesome. You were like, what? <laughs> and it was because I was caught so much in my judgment and my, and being offended by all this stuff that was actually just happening in my head and wasn't real because, because I was having this lack of awareness that I was judging a situation based off previous experience. So I think checking our assumptions, you know, it's like, Oh, I know you, you know, we probably, you know, maybe this is dating. And that's really it's impressive. like, Oh, I know. That's really impressive of you. So I want, I mean, I want to highlight that because I remember the exchange over text then. Mm-hmm. And that is where this is, this is the stuff we're talking about people, the, the self-examination work. So mm-hmm. Tara is in a minute of being human and having this moment and uh, 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 turned off whatever, but she looked at it yep. closer. She gave it a minute, she gave it a chance. And then she texted me back. And I remember being very shocked, like, wow, okay, damn, you <laughs> yeah. did, did, like, kind of did a 180 on it because mm-hmm. you were able to see things for what it is or for something better. Not all situations can be. You might have left and that would have been fine too. But right. I like that you got something so out of it. That's what this self work is about, is that right. being able to yeah. within a few hours of you being up in arms to being yep. the person who's like, well, hold on a minute. What, a, what am I, what do I need to look at here? What a shift. Exactly. Exactly. And it may, it was, so profound. It started to affect every other relationship after that. I was like, wow, I'm actually doing this with a lot of people. I'm making a lot of assumptions and judgments. And like, it's kind of my ego of like, oh, I know how that kind of person is. Like people can even do this with like freaking horoscopes and crap. It's like, Ooh, no, like I don't like, Oh, Aries. Um, excuse me. No, like, (laughs) and it's like, actually, I'm going to completely block and judge you because of one other person that I'm now grouping you with because of this one negative experience I have. So that's, that's something. And, and also previous um, offenses. So let's say maybe it's your dad or something and you are just like up in arms because you're like, I know that my dad's never going to respect my opinion and listen to me. And like, you're just coming at it at the, from that place. So I think like sitting back and like, maybe, maybe, maybe just taking this little moment where you're like, I'm not going to react. I'm just going to choose not to react. And I'm just going to like, let it flow and marvel. I love the word marvel. Like I like to marvel at interactions instead of just reacting to them. It's like, Hmm, it's a curiosity. Yeah. Be curious about those interactions. Like go deeper, another level. What's going on in me to come up to be coming at it like that. And what's going on in them. And then that's where we come into this place of compassion first. Right. Cause it's like, Oh, they're human and I'm human. Oh, and then there's growth and connection is the only thing that I've ever found result from being able to look at it from this place of marveling so because being offended is a trigger right being offended Mm -hmm. is one of those kind of triggers and i also so let's look at the other side of it so you can say something non-offensive and someone will be offended by it so like Mm -hmm. what do you do in those moments and i think you know sometimes the way to handle that is just ask them questions like you'd say like "Ooh, it looks like what i said didn't land well with you Mm -hmm. just let it see what happens or you know you know it wasn't my intent to offend you. You know what I mean? It's not that you have to apologize, but you can just explain, right? It wasn't, that mm-hmm. wasn't my intention. Or I didn't realize that that was offensive to you. 
Right. You know, so if I did, I might have refrained from saying it. Um, and then the ultimate is the F you on you don't care about any of it. And there's nothing to learn is just, well, thanks for helping me see your point of view. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Thanks for mm-hmm. coming. <clears throat> Still not yeah. going to give it any heat. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think being a social media influencer is a really cool practice on all these things um, because, you know, every once in a while I'll get kind of mean messages or whatever. And, you know, this one chick was really going at me with Black Lives Matter and she was pointing out all these faults of what I was doing. I was like, and some of it I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, I can give you that. That's that's true. Like, <laughs> and, and then it's she comes back with, well, I'm glad you can at least listen or, you know what I mean? And it's, again, a little, you know, aggressive. But instead of being triggered by that like I felt that in me right like I'm like okay girl like okay you know (laughs) like I felt that little moment but I was like you know then it would be like another little insult and another little jab and that's when it it was like okay so she's not playing the same game as me here like I'm being open and she just wants to continue to jab and that's when I just blocked her because I was like we're we're, now it's becoming an issue of boundaries and we're not getting anywhere here right and so right and you're not engaging on the same level that I'm trying to engage on you're just still going down the road of beat it down beat it down and, and keep right. going. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, it's like, and that's, again, as I reflected back on that, I'm like, okay, it's, it's kind of like noted. That's how some people are. That's how some people are going to be like, and I don't have to take that personally. I had, know, I had a funny, I have a couple of funny DMs. Now, I don't know if you've experienced this, but uh, uh, it doesn't happen all the time, but it happened a couple of times. And also with another friend of mine where some like older dude, some old guy on Instagram yeah. DMs you and is like, hey, how about 500 a week to be my yes. sugar baby? All right, have I haven't got a lot of those lately. Okay, so here's what I love about that. I my, my, my fun with being offended there is, how dare you think only $500 a week? Like, I'm not even offended by the request. It's, it's I'm offended that you even think that I would be worth less than whatever so that's kind of like the joke like that's what i was more offended by like not the (laughs) not the proposal of it was like how dare you 500 bucks like for you look at you are you kidding me like you know it was just kind of a funny thing but those things happen on instagram you can joke around and take it as a joke or let it go and you can restrict people and you can do this stuff i just think it's better to not engage um and Mm -hmm. we're we'll talk about this probably next week but you know with what we do People will get offended if we do something out of a line with that. Like I'm paleo. If I were to eat a piece of bread, if I took a bite of bread at a party, I'm sure there'd be 1,500 people up in arms that were like, I thought you were paid. Like, they're like, you're not. They have st- that expectation. You're their hero a little bit on the health stuff, right? So they got this high expectation and now you've let them down, right? Exactly. <laughs> so there's so, again, there's there's so many places to be offended. But again, it's like, it's allowing the other person to hurt your feelings or basically, if you're allowing someone to offend you, it's like self-imposed mental cruelty. It is. It's a choice to be offended. Now, right. now it can happen. We get triggered, you're offended. But then again, there's a choice there. You had the choice at that right. seminar thing to go, hold on, am I going to stay offended? Or am I right. going to look at this and try to work my way out of it? Now, it worked out the way yep. that it did. That's great. He also might have truly been that person that you yep. judged him for. And in that case, maybe you would have left. And right. you still would have had to process it in another way. Right. But having that little moment with yourself is so valuable of like, hold on a second. Let me get out of reactive mode and marvel at this. And I love, you know, I just interviewed um, Amy Morin, who you um, connected me with. She's so amazing. And she talks about this, um, taking personal responsibility for your emotional reaction to other people. And I love the example she gives of my mother-in-law drives me crazy. 
Ooh, that that is a victim story. I'm like, oh, I love you because that's that that's so common. It's acceptable to be like that. No, that person drives me crazy. Like that person is super annoying. Your emotional reaction is up to you. That's personal responsibility. And that's what we're saying here is like being offended. That's your that's a choice. It, and it is doesn't mean you have to accept crappy behavior and just go everyone's, you know, being abusive to you and you just go, no I'm going to not be offended, right? There's some distinctions here. But yeah, that one's a good one. Yeah. My um, daughter got me on this so bad, Elle, before we close. Like, um, I'm always, so she has three little brothers and they drive her crazy and they're very rambunctious sometimes. And they, they purposely like to get a rise out of her, right? Like they're like, meh, 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 like making noises and just to, just to get on her nerves, you know? And so of course, you know, she's 14 years old. Sometimes she does a good job. Sometimes she gets mad. Um, and so I'm always like, Hey, Kenzie, like the way she's like, they're so annoying. They're so annoying. I'm like, Kenzie, the way you react to them is your choice, right? I'm always telling her that. And she's like, how am I supposed to, you know? So the other day we were driving in the car and they were driving me nuts. They were driving me nuts. They were just being so rambunctious. And I'm sitting there muttering under my breath. I'm like, oh my gosh. Ugh. And she just looks over at me and she's like, mom, your emotional reaction is up to you. <laughs> and I was like, in that moment, I was like, that's true. That is true. That's true. And it actually did help me. I was like, that's true. I am being emotionally reactive right now. So anyway, she got me on that. But I, li I like that experience because it's like sometimes it's really it is difficult, especially when these are deeply embedded emotional reactions that you've been doing for a long time. But they are a choice. They are a choice. They are. And um, gosh, I was saying some other stuff about this. Oh, yeah. So you also have to ask yourself this question, like, what harm has been done to you? Is there been yeah. harm done to you here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? right? Like, are you harmed? Okay. If not, like, take a breather. Uh, and maybe forgiveness would be in order in that scenario, too. You know? Right. Um, also, too, if you're a person, mm, I am not a fan of people doing things for shock value. I am not a fan of people trying to poke other people to get a rise out of them. Yeah, that's sadistic. I don't like it. It's a passive aggressive BS game. And mm -hmm. so that can be like, are you that person? Because then you're kind of an offender type. Do you know what I mean? You're looking for reasons to poke people and offend them. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. if you're easily offended, are you doing that? Do you know what I mean? Are you the person that's doing that too? And also just looking at ways that you might be doing that and how to stop that. Do you know what I mean? Because that needs to get curtailed. You can't be walking around and that that person in the world and not expect it to come right back to you. And by the way, speaking of confident as fuck, you're gonna lose the confidence confidence game every time. You know, you you take something like this internally because it's just downgrading your vibration, man. It's, totally, it's totally affecting it, your your intentions in life. It's affecting your forward mobility. Yep. I'm challenging all of us, including me. The next time we notice we're about to be offended by something, just have that check, have that check. Cause it's such an empowering moment when you're like, Hmm, I'm choosing differently here. And that starts to infiltrate every area of your life. So I'm challenging all of us listening. That's right. The next time something starts to get you all emotionally reactive, step back for a second and say, okay, I'm gonna take personal responsibility for my reaction here and start to marvel, start to dissect it. What's really going on here? What's my real emotion? Why am I reacting this way? You know, what's the dynamic? What's the solution I can find here? Because that's what I find is like, you become more solutions oriented. Like when my kids were, my boys were driving me crazy in the backseat. I was like, instead of just being annoyed by it, when I got out of that, I was like, oh, like, of course they're being like that because they've been cooped up in the house all day. And like, let's, you know what I did? <laughs> 
I dro- we have a lake by our house. I dropped them off at the lake and I was like, walk home. Yeah, <laughs> but it yeah walk it off, everybody. It wasn't a mean move. I was like, guys, I'm not being mean. Like, really, like, you guys just need to get out. Of, you need to get your energy out, you know? And they loved right. it. And they had fun and they came running in the door. So it took me out of victim mode and into actually solutions. solutions. So, yeah. I love it. That's my challenge, everybody. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything to close out here, but again, I just thinking, uh, yeah, yeah, stop looking for reasons to be offended. And when you are, let's turn it around and get some good stuff out of yeah. it if you can. Yeah, such good awareness, such a good life skill for all of us to develop. All right, everyone, we'll see you next week. <laughs>